Welcome to planetmullins.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Planet Mullins podcast. It's August of 2023, and I am so happy to have back on the show one of the rising, I call him a rock star, I, you know, rising rock star. I know he does hip-hop and some jazz and all this ethnic stuff, and he's got a brand new album. This is Matt B., ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Matt. Rob, how are you? I'm doing good, man. I... I was watching this video that I want to start off talking about. Um, and I was I was checking it out and listening to the music and seeing you and checking out the vibe. And I was like, man, how come every year, like, I talk to Matt and I get older and he gets better looking? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is fair. I'm going to take this up with the powers that be. Uh-oh. And Uh-oh. see if I can step into the anti-aging machine but i was reading i was reading what you had to say about this uh album project start with how do you pronounce the title of it it's um the name of the album is called alkibulan okay and so alkibulan alkibulan okay and what does that mean exactly um it's the original name for africa prior to this colonization and um, it means uh, mother of mankind or garden of Eden. Wow. But you went over there to do all this, right? I did. So holy smokes, man. What was that like? (laughs) Uh, It was really interesting because for me, like I, I descend, my descendants are from Africa and I didn't know where you know so i did an ancestry dna test to kind of figure that out and that's really what sparked this whole project so going there so going there uh ethnically obviously i look african because i'm from africa right my that's where i descend from but um culturally i i have been culturalized um western I have I have the Western culture, right? So it's more of a European um, type of vibe as far as like who I am culturally. So to right. see, so that to have that kind of juxtaposition and to have the similarities, it was really interesting. It was like, okay, well, uh, culturally I'm a little different, but I was open minded and willing to embrace the culture. And for me, it was it was absolutely amazing. It was it, I felt like if it, it felt like family when I went back. It felt like wow, family. man. Well, I know your partner in crime, uh, Eddie, uh, is from there. And you guys did super well um, last year with that smash hit you did called Give Me Love. Now, was Eddie a part of this, too? And you did a new version of the hit. So so Eddie was always a part of this project as far as Gimme Love goes, right? Because Gimme Love was a part of the album. And I think that really shocked people because people just thought that that was a single. Mm. So they were like, oh, wow, Gimme Love is on the album? I didn't even know that you were making an album or that Gimme Love was even a part of it. Right. So uh, so that's why Gimme Love is on the album, but we did a reimagined version of it. So we still kept the same vocals, but we went in and we really tweaked the production just so that it would feel I, closer and more cohesive to um to what the album sounds like. Man, so I, I didn't have an opportunity to see Eddie while I was uh, out there. 
Yeah, they, you don't need him anyway, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he could just be a he could just be a mentor and I'll have right. him, I'll have him co-host a podcast or two. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but but wow, man. So so this kind of a um you know, reuniting with your original culture that's got to have impacted you and and I'm just going to read a few of the words you said that were so interesting um, in this little promo blurb that I got. Uh, it says, this is the most time I've ever put into a body of work to have this album out. feels incredible. I make this music to share the world. The perspective I have is like that of a butterfly. And that is really cool. Pre-pandemic, I almost felt like a caterpillar. All the music I did during that era was preparing me for the cocoon I had to build. And during the pandemic, my cocoon was fully built and the pains of growth began. Yeah, man, because wasn't that insane trying to just keep your head on straight, you and Angela during the pandemic? Because all of us were just stopped, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like, screeching all, but, but, you know, kudos to you for persevering now. There's a whole lot of um, God. I don't even, I don't even know where to start. I'm so excited to see you again. Actually, the first impression I had as I watched that video um, is that called Gunjale or Gunjale? There you go. Yeah, you got it, Gunjale. Man, okay. Me, uh, you must, Rob. You must be uh, somewhere between one to two percent African. It's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the reason I don't use those ancestry tests is because my uncle did one and he and they traced him down for back taxes. Are you serious? Yeah, they can go through all your different uh, relatives and their P.O. boxes. And then they can say, oh, uh, Rob's uncle used to his brother was a train hobo and he owes he owes the IRS fifteen thousand dollars for a robbery. <laughs> but well, well, I've been, I've been paying Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam is my best friend, so I we know get along well. Well, and so is the country of China that steals more than ten million plays of every song you do. So, <laughs> but I was watching this video, and the first thing that came to mind is how much cooler. Man, you can quote me on this and use it if you want. It's cooler than Graceland. Ah, <laughs> now when I was young, that you know, cool. when Thank I was you. back around your age, <laughs> you know, the young whippersnapper, a guy named Paul Simon, went to Africa. But his thing doesn't have that ethnic kind of natural, organic, earthy, like unity thing that yours does. His, to me, a lot of times when Americans visit over there. It's more of like a showpiece instead of a cultural experience. Mm. I mean, tell me more about how you feel about that. Uh, For me, it was, like I said, it's like embracing my ancestors. It was like almost like they were speaking through me. And that, I think, really showed in this album. Like, even if you think about Gunjali, because that's what we're referencing, right? Even my verse, I said, surrounded by rising tides, ancestors hear my cry. Let your love be my guide. I honor your sacrifice. And for me, like that was just a, a really powerful thing to say because at a certain point in time, 
they were coming here as captives. Right. And to now have me complete that journey, complete that circle by me going back. I can only imagine how my ancestors feel about that. And I feel, almost feel like they uh, they were guiding me. So that's why right. I said, feel, I, I, that's why I also said in that verse, feel the beat of the drums from far away. I'm going to be okay. Let the ancestors guide my way. So it was almost like they were calling me home. And that's what, what that represented. So when I got there, um, and you know that was my second time going to Africa, to the continent right. of Africa. But when I got there, it was nothing but love. It was nothing but embrace. It, it, I, I felt like I was truly home. And um, even though culturally um, I was cultured differently because I'm here from the Americas, but just uh, there was something deep down inside of me that just was unlocked from being in that space. Could you feel like this happens to me and it seems like it, it happens to you too. Like when you get an inspiration for a song or a project or a feeling, it's like the heavens open up. It's like the yeah. gods. It's like the gods speak to you. Yeah. And, you know, I've I've never felt human or related to this planet, which is why my stuff is all called Planet Mullins, <laughs> where I live by my live by myself with uh, a box of Oreos and uh, and a remote control to the L.A. Dodger broadcast. <laughs> it's pretty lonely, man. I gotta tell you, it's pretty lonely. But no, when that inspiration hits, you get the feeling, right? Were you having dreams about this and then like waking up and writing down words like a lot of lyricists do or what? See, for me, I don't I don't physically write, but the inspiration just comes. And I for me, I I almost compare it to tapping into the ether. Right. So I, I am a strong believer that there is an energy that flows through this world, through this right. earth. And that even when we are creating, we are really not creating of ourselves. It's something that's flowing through us. And if we allow it to, then it's going to flow through us and we're going to be able to bring it and manifest it into the reality that we're in right now. So a lot of times when I'm creating, it's not me. It's 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 God. It's God speaking through me in order Amen, to brother. Make, yeah. 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 In order to make what it is that, that's being made. So. Uh, I'm a strong believer in that, which is why I think that when inspiration strikes, you truly do have to grab onto it. You can't wait. You can't wait until tomorrow or any of that. You have to grab onto it right away. Yeah, you got to grab it right then. I mean, it's it's one of those things where if you're not able to capture it somehow, either through like, you know, because what I tell my students when that happens to them, especially for the first time, I say, sing into your phone. Mm-hmm. You know, sing it into your phone, even if you're in traffic on the freeway, just pull up a voice recorder or leave yourself a voicemail. Because when that inspiration comes from a higher place, that's why we do this, man. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a message, you know. And, and so now, before we run out of time, because I know it's going to go quick and you're doing your whole Media Blitz, this, the album just came out, I think it was yesterday. Who were some of these guest artists like the Unveiled and the Ooga Boys and all that? So the Unveiled, um, they are a choir from Zimbabwe. And they are absolutely amazing. Like, amazing. I can't say that enough. 
So we are really excited to do um, some co-collaboration with them, as well as the Yuga Boys, who are from Uganda, who also uh, are co-writers. They really helped me with a lot of the different languages, making sure I was pronouncing things correctly. How many languages are there over there? There's like hundreds, right? Uh, I, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe like 200 or so languages just in Uganda, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that. Okay. But I know, it's, I know it's over 100 for sure. Uh, so for me, wow. uh, learning the how the intonations of the dialects and all that stuff went a long way and uh and making sure that when i sang the songs that they felt authentic and that it didn't just feel like an american uh uh just kind of just trying to put his twist on it it truly felt like i was a part of the culture and they helped me a lot with that um so amazing artists, the Yuga Boys are signed to our label, uh, Vita Records. We signed them dur during the process of the creation of the album. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why they ended up being a featured artist on Google. Okay. Album. okay. Man, you're going to have your own little thing like, uh, um, you know, there's a horrible analogy, but I'm a big fan of this guy, Hugh Laurie, who was a British actor. Okay. And he had a TV show called House MD. Oh, I love that TV show. He's a, he was a, a doctor, he was, right? Yeah, he was the doctor with the limp that always was yeah, yeah. people around. But, you yeah. know, he reached a certain point where that's what he started doing. He set up his whole own camp, like, from Britain, which was his ethnic thing. He just started bringing people to L.A. He started with his family. Wow. And then he started with some of his friends. And when you can travel like this... It's amazing. Did you have any passport issues or travel issues? Because I went to Luanda and okay. and um, did a jazz festival over there. And okay. man, they saw they saw our band coming and they had these weird little refrigerators with these little vaccination bottles where we had to take this medicine. What? In order. Well, this was in like 2012 with Hubert Laws. Okay. And, there was a guy there in like one of those traffic vests that you would think is Caltrans. And he's standing there with a notepad and this refrigerator. And he opens up the refrigerator. There's all these little bottles. And Hubert's daughter actually cried out in terror when she saw these bottles because she knew she was going to get injected with this. Oh, oh no. Don't get injected with this stuff. They hold you right there in this little border station and you don't go in. Wow. So what was it like for you? Did you have any passport or travel issues? Where all did you go? No, I, I didn't have any issues. Uh, people were extremely friendly. And, you know, um, I, I maybe and, you know, this could be just me speculating. Like maybe I maybe I just blended and until I opened my mouth and they heard like my my American accent. They were just kind of like, oh. <laughs> What's going on? You know, type of thing. <laughs> so, so you know, we went to we went to Uganda. Uh, we filmed quite a few videos out there. Um, we passed through South Africa, but we didn't film any videos um, out there. But we do plan on going back to South Africa, and then we went to Namibia. So, Uganda being Eastern Africa, um, South Africa obviously being South Africa, and then Namibia being Southwest. Africa. And then so, that, um, that, that's actually northeast of Chlamydia, where some of my friends have to go. <laughs> They're shot. Oh, sorry. Well, hopefully it's not the strain that's been uncurable based off of those ads I've been seeing around LA. <laughs> now, you know what's going to happen now is as soon as we A hang permanent up, residency. I know, as soon as we hang up, my, 
my telephone's going to say, hey, do you have an STD? Why don't you go to our laboratory? <laughs> but anyway, man, we're, we're getting close to time. What does an Ogala Traveler do? So Ogala Traveler, and that one really... Uh, Tra- that's track 10. That one was, was, to me, was one of the strongest records, uh, one of the strongest songs on the album. And it's just... Uh, and I feel like all the songs are strong, but Ogala Traveler really spoke to me. Um, it's just about someone from their, someone who's from their village who kind of is um, uh, almost royalty, who has their village on their back and is basically um, opening up the world. And the village is just basically supporting that person and saying, we want you to, to succeed in whatever it is that you're doing. So, and something really powerful that I said in that song um, towards the end was, um, don't go so fa latido, you need to go do re mi fa so latido. And what that means is you can't skip steps. So if you're going to do something, you have to do it the right way. And if you do skip steps, then it's not going to be beneficial to anything that you do. And I thought that that was a really, really powerful message in that particular song. You're you're like a thousand year old man in the rock's body or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just, I'm trapped in his young body for now, but it's going to catch up to me. Right <laughs> right. <laughs> well, look, I, I have one more question um, and then we're going to have to wrap it up. But what was it like eating the food over there? Was the food awesome or did you oh, the try food is stuff? The food is amazing. I don't even recall the names of the food, but it's so pure and so clean and like the fruit and the vegetables and and all that stuff is just delicious. So for me, I don't eat meat, so I wasn't able to try like the meat, but it smells really good. So I'm sure that I'm sure that tastes probably really good too. But just for but it just it was a, a the experience. Like I don't think that you can really experience culture if you don't taste the food and if you don't like experience some of the traditions and things like that and partake in it. Because right. otherwise, why are you even there? Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to Africa and eat McDonald's. <laughs> I can do that here in America. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man, I'm, you know, as a risk of sounding corny or something, I'm super proud of you and Angela and your whole team. Uh, I noticed there's some amazing other producers and stuff on your project. Now, are you going to be? Uh, doing some live shows and touring a little bit with this one, or is it mostly going to be? 100%, 100%. And not just here in the U.S., but we plan on going back over to Africa um, and doing a tour out there. Um, Nothing is slated as it stands. It probably will be in 2024, but we definitely plan on doing that. And um, just be on the lookout for some of the other music videos because it is a visual album. So there are 10 songs, and we have eight videos. So just... (laughs) Be, well, be on be only, on the lookout. I only got to watch the first one where I was like, yeah, it's way cooler than Paul Simon. So um, then people can find you on the internet. What's your website? Uh, mattbworld.com. And my social media handles are at mattbworld. So okay. that's across Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, or should I say X? And maybe for, <laughs> maybe for Facebook, I should say, uh, what's the name of the new name for Facebook? Oh, uh, MetaMask. Uh, th- there you go. There you go. No, I think MetaMask is uh is crypto. <laughs> Are we going to talk about crypto now or? <laughs> <laughs> we will another time, but I can't thank you enough for coming on. Uh, tell Angela 
all the best uh, to you guys with this project. And um, I'll put all of those links and everything in the YouTube and the Spotify when I put the show out. So uh, congratulations again, young brother. Thank you, Rob. I love you, brother. Love doing these interviews with you. It's always a good time. And we'll talk soon. Okay, sounds good. Take care. And that's going to do it, folks, for another episode of the Planet Mullins podcast. My guest today is Matt B. with his uh, amazing new album about Africa.